But if we remember we're all human beings on this planet, I think that has, I think it can have a really positive impact. on fire. This is your host, Heather. We are on a mission to inspire new thoughts and dialogue by sharing our open conversations on all types of diversity related topics. Today, I am joined by Colin Kingsmill. Colin is a transformational coach, the founding partner of Whole Human Coaching, a strategic advisor to Kylo, and is currently authoring a book. He is on a mission to help people rediscover their humanity be fearless and free, remember who they are and who they will be to change the world. Taken from your website. Welcome to the show, Colin. Hey, Heather. It's nice to be here. Thank you for having me. I am excited to get chatting with you. I love this concept of the whole human coaching because we often try to pigeonhole certain things and think that that's going to fix yeah. everything. Uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, yes. I'd love to start off by having you share a little bit about your personal backstory. Uh, obviously, the sure. intro is kind of a couple little highlight notes, um, but if you share yeah. kind of going way back to your origin, your family upbringings, cultural dynamics, yeah. um, religious, things like that. Yeah. Oh, gosh, boy. There's lots to, lots to unpack there. I mean, I grew up um, I think I have like three phases of my life, right? The first phase was early childhood development, growing up in kind of idyllic settings in British Columbia, Canada. Uh, I grew up on an orchard and uh, an island, all just beautiful. My parents were hippies. My dad's an artist. He still is. By all intents and purposes, it was wonderful and fabulous. The only thing is I, I discovered recently that I was very different than everybody else and I wanted to be like everybody else. So I think, I think parents today would look at my, my childhood and go, Oh my gosh, I want to you know replicate that for my kids. Right. It was like Waldorf school, organic, beautiful kind of thing. But um, when you're, when you're, when you're different than everybody else, you kind of growing up, you kind of grow up wanting to be like everybody else. Right. So that's what happened to me. I grew up in this kind of idyllic setting, but I thought I, w I needed to grow up and be uh, successful and rich and uh, have all the things that I didn't have as a child, all the things that I saw that everybody else had. I didn't want to be diverse, right? I wanted to be like everybody else. And uh, the, so the first part of my life, I spent doing that up until about 30, 35 years old. I went to school, I got an MBA, I got a great job, I started my own business, I got married, I had all the, the checklist of quote unquote success. And uh, I woke up one morning, um, I think it was a spiritual awakening, and realized that it was all for naught. Um, none of it was fulfilling me. So I gave everything away. And I moved away from Switzerland and back to Canada, back to Vancouver, and I started over with nothing. And uh, I spent the last sort of 20, 25 years on a restart, a reset, and, and doing things very differently than I did in, um, in the first part of my life. And uh, in that process, I discovered what it means to be, or to live in integrity, to live without fear, to live um, your best life and thrive. And, uh, but it's not based on what we're taught and what we're told to think of. It's very, very different. So yeah, I don't know if I answered your question, but that's kind of 
where I came from. In terms of religion or school, that was really left out of the equation for me. But today I find myself deeply spiritual, deeply connected to the universe or God or um, however you might might call it. But um, now I feel like we're completely connected to something greater than we are. And that's why I have this 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 call in me to help us rediscover our humanity, because I think I think we as a culture and as a society have become so fragmented that we forget that we're all one. And, um, and in, in forgetting that we get very divided and divisive and, and polarized and tear each other apart and full of hate and stuff like that. So, so that's why I'm really on this, on this mission to, you know, let's rediscover who we really are. Let's rediscover our humanity, our love for one another, you know, li living in integrity, live who you really are, whatever that is. But, but by living in integrity, you can then begin to thrive and, and, you know, really have an impact. So I want to go, so you mentioned Switzerland and of course, Canada, but you've yep. been, been at least and or lived in a lot of different places. So thinking yep. Yep. about that and the connectedness of humanity, I am so curious if in your travels, have you noticed any particular traits or behaviors that are present regardless of where you are, like basically things that seem to be inherently human and cross-cultural bounds? Oh, yes, absolutely. Look, I think ultimately we're just full of love and kindness and generosity and you know no matter language cultural differences the, 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 there is a there's a basic i think there's a basic human kind of foundation or a platform that that we all abide by and i i moved to places that were kind of crazy like in 2009 we moved to montenegro right which was this post-communist emerging market it was hard to get to um, it, it, it kind of, you know, you still have memories of, of the, the, the war, you know, and thinking these people are awful, everything that came along with that. And I discovered that they're not, they're just like you and me. They just happen to be in a different part of the world and have a different upbringing and maybe have some different beliefs, but ultimately they welcomed us. They welcomed me. They brought us into their families. They brought us into their their sort of their cultural um, celebrations, you know, the family celebrations, the the namesake celebrations, and I still they're 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 still the most wonderful people I've ever met, um, or some of the one most wonderful wonderful people I've ever met. So I think I think there is something common out there amongst us that should and deserves to be nurtured, you know. Okay, I love that. It's it's something that. I think is it's really fascinating to me because it happens all the time and all over the place. And we often fail to recognize it in our own situation. So an example of that is like, I, I mean, I live in the U S I feel fine. I feel comfortable. I feel safe. Generally, obviously there's pockets that you don't, you know, there are things that you don't do, but 
from an outside perspective, I actually had met uh, a gentleman one time uh, years back that came from Singapore and he came to where I am, which is New Hampshire. I mean, it was very, very quiet, very safe. And he was, he, he told me, he said he was scared to come here because what they see on the news is all of our shootings and our violence. And I'm like, wow. Because I'm sure that would be scary from an outside perspective, but then you get here and you, like you said, you realize, oh, we're just people that live in a different place. Well, I mean, you said one thing that I think that that I heard, you know, about the news, right? And I think, you know, and I tell my clients this, and I, I kind of tell everybody I know, but the news is a product, and it's a product that is selling advertising. And I don't think it's a product that's good for us. Because just like you said, right? So I had this bias about Yugos the ex-Yugoslavia ex when I went there, right? From the news. This guy that came to you from Singapore had a bias about the news. But the news is a, is a minimal, tiny reflection of what's going on that's designed to keep you on that channel or to keep you coming back or to make you angry or to clickbait you, you know, all of those things, right? So... I don't have a lot of respect for it these days. I think that you're, I don't think that you're in the minority in that. I think a lot of people struggle with this a lot. So based on that, I'm wondering what your thoughts are on how, because there is, there is a kind of devil's advocate to this where being informed is something that's important. So you do have to consume some information. You need to be aware of what's going on. That, that is important, especially in an ever growing global society. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on other methods? I agree. But instead of consuming the headline news, right, the five minute snippet, why don't you read about geopolitics? Why don't you read about the history of something? Well, why don't you read the original articles or the, the original papers? So I'm like all about absorption of information for sure. But go to the source go to the sources, go in depth. If, is there, if there's something that interests you, find out more, find out the history, look at it from both sides, look at it from multiple sides, read the history about it, read the papers about it. I'm not, um, I'm, yeah, I'm definitely not about isolating yourself. I'm more about informing yourself in great detail with all of the sources of information that you have, as opposed to the often headline newsy head you know the the that doesn't doesn't often tell you the whole story it's not nuanced it's not interesting it's designed to get you to stay on the page or to stay on the, the site or to keep you know to keep watching so yeah get informed and there's a thousand ways to do it <laughs> but there it's not necessarily um it's not necessarily the news I, I don't disagree. I, I really feel that a lot. I think um, it's just going to be a constant uh, challenge for people because we are in a fast-paced world and we want immediate information. We want to be in the know and doing the research is not the easy route necessarily. So it's, it's mm. something that needs to be, and I don't know how to swing that, right? Because what you're saying is true. Those news cycles do a very good job at doing their job, at keeping that attention yeah. and and feeding that desire to, um, you know, right. whatever is internally connected to that. Um, so right, but you always have to think about. I think is uh, is where's the money, right? Where's the money, and and what is the intent, 
behind what you're seeing or consuming. I often equate it to, it's kind of like eating a, eating junk food or a box of chocolates, right? It's like, it might taste really good right now, but it's not necessarily great for you. Therefore, try consuming other things. And um, yeah, it, it, it's not easy, but you know, what did you ever, or what did you ever achieve that was easy? That, yeah. Nothing that's really that worthwhile to be frank. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like easy, easy is, I don't think it gets you great results in the end. I wouldn't disagree. So authenticity is something that I see yep. a lot. So I feel like Again, of course, as many things, in my opinion, I feel like this term gets misused a lot. And by that, I just mean, I feel like we're posting memes and we're saying, well, this is my authentic self and this is that. In your experience, right. how often are people claiming to be authentic when in reality, they're just playing out a narrative that they think they need to or want to be? Oh, well, I think all you have to do is look at the... Uh, health statistics in the US or in Canada, health, mental health, and you can see those are symptoms of not living in integrity, right? In authenticity, right? So depression and anxiety and all of these diseases that now science is telling us are connected to you not living who you really are. Um, so I think it's gargantuan. I think it's one of the greatest diseases of our time is not living in in authenticity. And you can see it in social media. You can see it in social media posting. And I think it's rampant. I wouldn't even know how to measure it. There should be an index, I think, like an authenticity index uh, or an integrity index. Because when you're living in integrity, right, you don't get sick. You don't get full of anxiety. You don't have depression. You, you, you don't need pills for this stuff. You can heal yourself by coming back to who you really are. I feel this and I think about, I'll just be personal and use people in my life that I yeah. witness that have the desire to live yeah. authentically, but also at the same time, have a, I, I want to say desire, but also maybe a little bit of a need to have the acceptance. And unfortunately, sometimes being authentically you is very uncomfortable for other people. So how do they, how do they mesh those two things? Is living authentically while also um, garnering that human connection need and not being rejected constantly? Right. I think it's a question of tribe, right? What's your tribe? So if your if your current tribe doesn't accept you for who you are or what you are or how you want to identify or whatever, I mean, we're talking about diversity here, right? If you're not accepted in your current space, change tribes. Love that answer. Yes. You know, uh, go because they're not the, they're they're not the right tribe. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And that is oh. Okay. There's no need oh, to yeah. burn bridges. There's no need to be hate on hate. If we no. don't mesh, that's cool. We can just walk I, away. Absolute love. Like I love you, but you're not my tribe and that's okay. And 
again, I, I, I believe relationships last forever, mm. right? And I treat every human being that I, that I have an interaction with in that way, right? But that doesn't mean that we have to interact every day. That doesn't mean that I believe in your belief system that and that's okay, right? But you deserve, everyone deserves to be in the tribe that supports them. And, um, and if your tribe isn't supporting you, show them love, give them a hug, but, you know, pivot and find your tribe because you, because nobody deserves to be living in, I think, in psychological suffering and psychological suffering as exhibited through plethora of diseases, psychological suffering doesn't have to continue. You deserve to be with your tribe with people that will support, will support you. I am fascinated by the fact that you just said relationships last forever. Mm. I'm trying to like mentally chew on that because I, I believe it in that. I think I've been imprinted by people that I've been in relationships with, but the relationship is no longer right. So I'm curious if you can kind of expand on that idea. Right. And maybe I'll start it off with saying right. People have this mantra that they say, you're in my life for a season, a reason, or a lifetime, I think is kind of the mm. generic foo-foo thing. Okay. <laughs> yep. I've heard that. Yep. <laughs> so is this, what is your thought process on the lifetime of a relationship? I, I think, I think the only thing that changes is the label that we attach to that relationship. So I might've been married and now I'm divorced, but. I think energetically you're not disconnected from that person. I think we're I think we're all here on this sort of earth plane as energetic human beings, as energetic beings. And you or I might like to change the label on a particular relationship, but unless you really go and break the ties energetically, which is a an endeavor, right? Um you're still connected. And you never know. I think for me, it's like, you never know when that person might come back into your life and be your savior or be your door opener or give you a gift that you didn't expect or give you a lesson or give you an idea. So that's why I say relationships last forever. And if you treat them that way, you allow people to come back into your life at any given time with something that might be exactly what you need at that moment in time. And you might not to speak to somebody for five or 10 years, and then all of a sudden they come back into, into your life and they're your you know, kidney transplant donor. I don't know, maybe that, that's kind of a lofty example, but I've had, I've had scenarios recently where I haven't spoken to somebody in years and I had a conundrum or something that I needed to fix. And I thought that I remembered them. And I'm like, hey, we haven't talked in 15 years, but what do you think about this? And they're like, let's have a conversation. So good to reconnect. So that's all I'm saying is um, if you don't treat our fellow humans as transactional, as transactions, I think you live, I think you live a, a lot more fulfilled life. Well, and I feel like that takes us back to this idea of humanity. So when you're talking about helping people um, rediscover their humanity, I think on the surface, if someone hears that, 
they'll be like, well, what do you mean? I'm human. Like, I'm, I've got my humanity. I don't need to rediscover it. So I'd love if you mm. would expand on that idea. Sure. Yeah. So I think, <clears throat> I think the idea of rediscovering your humanity is connected to the fact that, how do I say this? I think today, in today's world, right, we are bombarded and consumed by division. So whether it be wars or whether it be nuclear or whether it be border conflicts or whether it be even, you know, debates around diversity and, 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 and people getting so angry about so many things and so divisive, my call or my cry is, can we all just come back? Can we can can you come back from wherever you are with your diversity, with your label, with your political, with your whatever, wherever you are, come back and remember that we are like a bunch of mushrooms on a little rock spinning around at, you know, 1670 kilometers an hour on our axis through the galaxy, right? Recently, I, I don't know if you saw it, I saw this photo of Earth from one of these um, satellites that we sent out 20 years ago, right? And where this little dot, this little dot in the middle of this incredible galaxy. And so that's really, that's really what, I, what I mean about um, reclaiming your humanity. Let's come back to who we really are. One being, one planet, one humanity. And then, and then we can start debating. But I think if we start debating based on you're this or you're that or you're left or you're right or you're trans or you're gay or you whatever lay or I don't know cis whatever label you have, the essence of who you are is humanity, and that's what I want to get back to. I think that's I think that's a good starting point as opposed to the polarity. Uh, so many of the, of the discussions that, that I think we see today. It's like, you're over there and I'm over here and we're going to fight. Well, wait, why? <laughs> and I think this is, as you're talking, I feel like this is exactly where fear comes in. This is where mm. the ego jumps in and attacks us because I yeah. believe that humans are both good and also we are built to for survival so there's that yeah. fear instinct where so we're talking you know all the different things because like you just listed off of just a couple of them right just a taste like yeah, gender yeah. and politics and whatever pick your poison that becomes an identity of a person sure. and to yeah. allow yourself to set that identity down and come to the table with someone that you don't know is going to show up in the same way as you are is very terrifying. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And that's why, you know, I'm, I'm kind of on this mission, right? Like find your humanity, live in integrity, become fearless, let go of the ego because what's going to happen in the ultimately, right? We're all, we're all going to the same place eventually. What's going to happen? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Ultimately, what will happen if we have a debate, a conversation, share some love, share some experiences from a 
place of commonality and then you can go off and be whatever you want and so can i and but if we remember we're all human beings on this planet i think that has i think that can have a really positive impact on how we treat the planet how we treat the environment how we treat others how how diversity can even then be celebrated as opposed to poisoned and and culture war fights and all that stuff like come on we're come back come back come back come back don't be afraid don't be afraid and um uh you know i'm i'm writing this book about fear it's called fearless crossing that bridge from fear to bliss and um yeah there's a lot to be said for breaking through the ego breaking past the ego going beyond it it gets way better man it gets way better <laughs> so as as someone who has made great transitions and changes in life yep. But also as a transformational coach, that's kind of walking people through that. Yep. What if you found, you know, if there is a common area where many people get hung up? So when you're thinking about yeah. a holistic person, where, yeah. what part of the person do people most neglect when they're trying to make changes that might hold them back? I think they neglect, uh, I think that they neglect the storytelling in their heads because we grow we grow up right wherever you are from east west north south um us canada wherever we all grow up um being conditioned by our parents and our environment and our families and our and our schools and things like that and all of that all of that sort of early childhood development creates a story a narrative for your life so what i often do with my clients is question that what's true What's not? What work, what's working for you? What's serving you? Where did that conditioning come from? So what I try and do is take away the lenses through which people see their lives. And so often that is maybe connected to early childhood development and also early childhood trauma, right? Small T trauma, not big stuff, a divorce or a move or changing schools or stuff that, that you weren't ready for as a nine-year-old coped. But then you brought that coping me mechanism into the present. So for me, it's about examining those coping mechanisms, examining the stories and the narratives that we tell ourselves, deconstructing them, what's serving you, what's not, and then really deciding, well, what's the next chapter going to look like? I don't know if I answered your question, but. Yeah, I think, well, so it's the narratives that we write in our head is, yeah. is. And I feel like, yeah. again, that just we're, we're kind of like building here, it feels like, because that connects to the fear that connects to the ego, because when we've ha when we have an idea in our head, putting two people side by side, let's just say two siblings that grew up in the same household that yep. experienced the same thing, but of course, experienced in a different way, you can have two adult people one that looks at it as an adult and says, oh, okay, I I'm looking back now. And as a, as an adult, I can see that this wasn't about me, that this wasn't, I don't have to hold that anymore. And then you have the other mm -hmm. one who almost takes that small T and tries to make it into a big T as a reason for all the other things that happened in life. So well, yeah. it's, this, it's this ego thing and it's very uncomfortable for people to confront. So um, just I, not that I want to give have you give away all your secrets here, but <laughs> how do you walk people through something that they probably don't want to even deal with? Um, yeah, that's a good question. You're right. I think by the time people come to me, they're ready to deal with it or at least 
at least recognize there's something to do, right? There's a job to be done. Look, I come at I come at my work uh, with everyone with uh, gentleness and compassion and care and love, no judgment, and a place of safety and compassion. Because no matter where you grew up or what circumstances you grew up with, we live in a very complex time, right? Our evolutionary biology doesn't really even know how to handle this. Social media and Twitter and Facebook and Zoom and all the stuff that's about a minute old, right? If you look at the history of humanity as if it was a thousand page book, right? The last page is where everything's just happened. So can you imagine, you know, 999 pages have been subtle evolution and everything's just happened now. So you and me and everybody we know are adapting very, very quickly to a whole bunch of stuff that our minds and our bodies aren't ready for. So I really start from that position of this is okay. It's, it's really okay for you to feel off and not right or not happy or depressed or full of anxiety. Whatever you're coming to me with, that's okay. And we're going to start really slowly and gently acknowledging it, taking it apart so we can rebuild an, a new you so that you can thrive. But, but that's really my starting point is total kindness and gentleness and, uh, and care because it's, it's crazy out there. I love that. And I feel like it is so necessary because that may be part of holding on to things so tightly is that defense mechanism. And so that feeling of being able to set that down may just be the catalyst for opening those doors and, and allowing in the new perspective. Yeah, I think so. It works. I mean, so far so good. It, 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 it does work. It does work. You yeah. know, when, when you can help people break down that ego, break down the stories, break down the castle that they've built inside their heads that they've got to stay within and the, the wall and the, the, you know, the perimeter, this is who I am and don't break it. Yeah. It's, it, it's good to reconstruct it. I love it. Well, do you want to share? I know the book is in the works right now. Do you want to share anything more about that or anything more about your program that you'd love people to to know? Look, yeah, I mean, uh, gosh, whole human coaching is really what it says, right? So, so myself and my teammates, we kind of, we kind of, we thought that coaching today with all of the traditional models didn't don't reflect the complexity of our external lives and our internal lives. So when we say whole human coaching, we, we come at you in a much more holistic approach. And, and if I have to go outside of the guardrails of the International Coaching Federation models, I'm going to do it. And we're going to tell you, hey, we're going off piste now. And I might give you some advice. I might give you some mentorship. I might give you some ideas. We might look at a business plan. We might look at a presentation you're doing. We might look at your communication skills. I might talk to you about nutrition or, or alcohol or drugs or something that I'm seeing, right, that, that you may not have brought up. So whole human coaching is just looking at you holistically in the world that we live in today, which is much more complex than um, 
then the I think the 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 older models might sit within, right? And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna keep you in this spot until you discover what you need to discover. Well, we kind of accelerate that. Like sometimes we do three on one sessions, so it's like three different coaches, three different perspectives, totally coming from three different angles, and we will get you to where you need to go way faster. So that's that's really whole human coaching. I mean, the book is going to come out next year, um, but it's really like eight steps uh, to becoming fearless. Maybe there should be more, maybe there should be less, but it's it's really about turning off the news, turning off negative um, influences and, and stuff that's coming at you, designing a, 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 a new picture for your life and, and helping you create that. And um, yeah, that's it. I don't want to, I, I don't want to self-promote, but oh, um, well. that's that's what we're doing. Okay. Well, first of all, I think you should self-promote because I think your goal is very amazing and I think it's important. So when that book does come out, make sure to let us know for sure. I will, um, yeah, so I always, I, will. I always end with three final questions. So the first one is um, I asked the guest to give us an action item, you know, myself and everyone listening. So for you, I'm wondering um, what you think we can all do today or start doing today, maybe building habit to challenge our own internal narratives. Oh, you know what? Uh, meditate. Oh, okay. Get an app and meditate. I use Waking Up um, by Sam Harris and it has uh, changed my life. So, yeah. Okay. Meditate. Love it. And what that means is get to you. Mm. That's all it is. And you can add anything you want uh, from a spiritual perspective, from a faith perspective, anything you want, you can layer on top of that but get to you. Okay. Awesome. And then for yourself. So in your current phase of life, what are yep. five words you would use to describe yourself? Oh, home, love, peace, abundance. And I think full. I'm, I feel fulfilled. Oh, okay. Awesome. All right. And then where should everyone go to stay in touch? Where can they find you? Social media, website? Oh, you know what? I'm on Instagram. Uh, just call me uh, or my website, ColinKingsman.com. You can find me there. Okay. Awesome. Track me down. Track you down. Well, I will post them in the show notes so that they're easily tracked down. Thank you so much for this conversation. I appreciate it so much. Um, and I really appreciate what you're doing. I think it's incredibly important. Oh, thank you, Heather. It's been great to talk to you too. Thank you so much for joining the conversation today. I hope it helped you see a new perspective. I believe through conversations just like this, we can all set fire to our ignorance and rise from those ashes together as better humans. Ask yourself, what are you doing today to reinvigorate, to rediscover your own humanity? As a reminder, the thoughts and opinions that we express today are our own. We encourage you to do your own research and come to your own conclusions. Connect with Diversity on Fire on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Diversity on Fire. Don't forget to hit subscribe wherever you're listening now so you never miss an episode. Be sure to share this conversation with others. And until next time, don't forget to check your bias and keep the conversations going. Mm-hmm.